Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State Athletics podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by my beat partner, Jacob Unruh. And as always, the Cowboy Chronicles podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. Jacob, it's been a wild, uh, a wild, well, a couple of weeks. We've been on, uh, we, we, we discussed a lot of these things uh, in, in last week's podcast, but uh, a lot of things going on. We had a pep rally in, in the middle of January. For football, that didn't happen very often. No, it was no. kind of fun too. I was, uh, I was, it was explaining to a uh, to a, a friend of mine that doesn't pay much attention to sports. I said, uh, asked, asked me what I what I've been up to. I said, oh, we're just working. I had to go up to the water for a for a, a pep rally on Tuesday <clears throat> for for football. Like uh, it was like all sports. No, no, no just football. football. Yeah. Just football. But you can understand. I mean, they uh, they were kicking off a uh, a season ticket, yeah, uh, push for season sales uh, sales event. Get your tickets now. They're hoping to uh, hoping to sell fifty one thousand season tickets this year. Um, they uh, they've announced that at least twelve thousand of of those seats, including some at the fifty yard line, so they say, uh, are going to be reduced from uh, from their twenty nineteen price. So, how how often do you see? A team return the caliber of players at OSU is returning and the lower ticket prices. It's 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 pretty interesting. It's 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 I think of like like Major League Baseball mm-hmm. for instance. I follow that really close. Obviously, um, when a team gets a new ballpark or they lo- or they they have success and they're coming mm-hmm. back the next season, they generally raise ticket prices. Yeah. even just a little bit, they right. raise ticket prices. Yeah. OSU's taking the opposite approach. They said, hey, we're going to make it cheaper for you to come out and watch yes. Chuba Hubbard and Tylen Wallace. Exactly. It's a fascinating strategy. They're, 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 they're dead set on getting to 51000 And if you, if you do that, that leaves a little over 4000 mm-hmm. um, you know, And then you've, you gotta, you got to send a certain amount to your opponent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of those things. So... That doesn't leave a whole lot of tickets left to sell, so that's uh, it's a, it's it's a bold strategy. It's unique, uh, but I like it. I, I like it. I'm all for lowering ticket prices for people. Yeah. I mean, oh, absolutely. It it needs to be more affordable for people. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good deal. Um, and one of the other announcements that was made um, was that they're going to move the band. Uh, they're seating next year, so that'll open up some uh, some oh. of those direct directly behind the goalpost end zone seats. We're going to move them over into the corner uh, with the students, that northwest corner of the stadium, which will uh, which will be interesting. So, what how the band feels about that, right? Yeah, I, I would guess I would guess the ones who aren't paying attention when field goals are being kicked probably feel pretty good. That's true. You know, not having to worry about the tubas are no longer the target. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I wonder if kickers ever thought that. I wonder if I can make it in the tuba. I bet they. Oh, I bet they did. I that's, bet. I, I absolutely. I absolutely believe. Never that's even thought it. about that. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. That's. Yeah. That's, that's kickers now. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. What do they think? The band's not going to be there. Don't yeah. have. Uh, where's don't have my Where's my target? That tuba. I always marked that one tuba that I was <laughs> right? kicking at. 
Um, a lot of stuff going on, some movement on the portal that we'll get to. We got to visit with uh, not only Chuba Hubbard, Tylen Wallace, also Spencer Sanders, Eamon Ogbonglamiga, Mike Gundy, um, after the pep rally on Tuesday. So we'll talk about some of those conversations, some interesting stuff that uh, that, that came out of that. Um, obviously, the, uh, the, 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 the headline-grabbing uh, part of, uh, of this whole thing was Chuba saying we're going to bring a national championship to Stillwater. Um, and you know, I, I wrote that story and, and that was in the headline obviously. And, um, you know, so all, all the trolls came out for that. Oh but, gosh. Um, it's been rough. I've seen trolls all over the place on this. Oh yeah. For everybody who's even mentioned the idea that Chuba yes, said this. Exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, and I get it. It is what it is. Um, uh, my, my favorite part about it though was, uh, was Chuba's quote, which I had in my story was that. He essentially said, that's the last time you're going to hear me talk yes. that way. He's like, that's that's what these events are made for, but I'm more about acting than than talking. And uh, and that's that's that really fits in with, with his personality. That's the type of guy that he is. Mm-hmm. He's going to spend the next eight months going to work to go prove that goal, but he's not going to be a guy that's uh, that's that's going around talking about national yeah. championships a whole bunch between now and then. Yeah, and I mean he didn't talk about any he wouldn't talk about the Heisman right last season. No. And we wouldn't he just doesn't talk about that stuff. Like no. that's not his thing. Um I liked Mike Gundy's response to reporters too about it when they brought it up Chuba saying that he said, Well, that's all good and everything. He said, but we need to focus on winning the Big Twelve first. He said right. then we have that chance. Yeah. He said because it's been proven if you win the Big Twelve, you get the chance to go win a national title. Yeah. Exactly, and um, and obviously, it makes October twenty fourth so much bigger. In, yes, in, uh, in in the whole scope of all of this, man, so, I'm, ex- I'm already excited for that game. I am. I'm fired up like, for that's, it. Like, like as long as everyone's healthy, we get get everyone healthy. That game's right. going to be a blast. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. Um, I'm I'm ready for spring football to get here, even though we don't get mm-hmm. to get to see anything, but. Uh, um, you know, getting to uh, getting to talk to these guys, and you know, because every team every team sort of has its own personality, and mm-hmm. even though there's so many guys back, it's gonna it's gonna change a little bit. You know, Spencer's a little bit more uh, grown up. Um, Chuba and Tyler are gonna be who they are, but you know, seeing kind of who else emerges as leaders, get to talk to some guys that we didn't get to talk to, and uh, um, you know, guys like Trace Ford. And yeah. uh, get to get to talk to him. A, Trace a, a Ford's lot got more. some personality too. So. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, so there's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to uh, to get to see. Obviously, we won't get to talk to guys like Trace until uh, the actual season. But in spring, getting to talk to some uh, some guys will be uh, will be interesting. We still get we could finally get that Barack Obama impression from Israel Antoine. That's right. That's right. And. Uh, not that anybody else is, is particularly interested, but we can talk to Tom Hutton in this. Oh man, right? Yeah, Tom Hutton. That'll be fun to uh, to, to, yeah. to hear the Aussie accent, and um, you know, obviously he didn't have the year that uh, that he didn't live up to the hype, but I think that he is a guy that's going to own that and uh, and and yeah, be uh, be a, 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 a joy to talk to when we do get that opportunity. Anyway. Getting way off a of track. We are, we are. Sorry. Um, but uh, but the pep rally in general, uh, obviously it's 
odd timing, but I think it served its purpose. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, there seemed to be a lot of excitement with the fans, the students that did, did attend. Um, it's, it's a good chance to capitalize on the fact that, hey, a week ago, we weren't sure we were going to have two All-Americans back. Mm-hmm. We, you know, they knew a week ago they had one, but right. even before that, they had no idea, you know, essentially. Yeah. So it's like now all of a sudden, hey, we've got two All-Americans coming back. We've got a talented quarterback returning healthy. Um, got a linebacker who's pretty good. Got yeah. a safe. They wanted Colby Harvell Peel there, but he couldn't be there because of his class schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy they felt like should have got an All-American right attention somewhere yeah and um so there's just so much excitement that i don't feel like it's ever too early to start building on that if you're osu amen ogbong amiga um wasn't uh, i i think i think colby harvell peel would have been fantastically entertaining yes in that setting but amen filled the uh the, the role yes. of hype man incredibly well yeah he did um what point out a canadian flag uh-huh um had fun with the Canadian aspect of it. Had fun with the national championship aspect yeah. of it. Um, just brought a lot of energy, which is yeah. kind of what he does, anyways. Yeah, exactly. He was uh, he was good. I was I, w- I was a little bit surprised. I knew that we were going to get to talk to him. Yeah, I was. I didn't know he was going to be on. Yeah, stage, I didn't either. So, um, um, I thought that was even a, beforehand was when they were when the OSU officials talking to us. It didn't sound like he was going to be on stage. Like they said, we, we put Colby on stage if he was here. Yeah, but it didn't really say they were going to put Amon on stage until right. all of a sudden there he was. And there he was, and he did a great job. So. Um, it was interesting stuff. We'll uh, we'll take a break. We'll get into some of the conversations that we had with uh, with with some of the people like Spencer Sanders and uh, and some other guys, and, uh, and then we'll get into some some other details that are uh, that are, are are coming out and impacting this team here in the next few weeks. Coming right back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. Uh, Spencer Sanders, I think, was maybe the most interesting guy out of everybody that we mm-hmm. that we talked to. You talked to him a whole lot more than uh, than I did, um, but obviously, first chance we'd got to talk to him uh, since before he was injured. Uh, well, I guess after the Kansas game, we talked yeah. to him. We talked when, to him after, whenever he told us he was okay. They didn't think the injury was that serious at first. Yeah, at the Kansas game. Yeah, exactly. Um, and actually, I asked him about that. I said, you know, how tough has this been when you? When you get hurt, you don't think it's that serious, and then it turns out you have to have surgery and you can't throw and right. and do all these different things. And he said, you know, it's just been kind of a chance for me to step back and look at things and and realize different ways to approach it and things like that. Like, kind of, mm-hmm. I think it kind of got him a chance to slow down, right, and and maybe mature just a little bit on that way too. Yeah, you know, he it, it, it's one thing to watch the offense as a redshirting guy. And and see maybe how you're going to to operate in it, but to play what nine ten games, however many he played, I can't even remember now. Um, ten, I think it was ten, and 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 then be you know pulled out and be watching from from the sidelines and watching film of of the offense, the actual offense that you were in with a different quarterback. I think can can add a different level of perspective, mm-hmm. and I think that is uh, is something that maybe kind of hit home for uh, for Spencer. 
um, he uh, he did verify and and let us know that no, he could not throw the ball. At yeah, the, yeah, at he, the, at, the, I, at the ball I, game. Uh, you know, first I asked him how his hand was. Just simple question. Mm-hmm. How's the hand? And he actually pulled it out of his jacket pocket and showed it to me. He says, it's good. And starts moving his thumb around and his uh-huh. hand around. I was like, well, I'm okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, now I'm, prove it. Let's thumb wrestle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's go. And, uh, um, but he said, and, you know, eventually he said he couldn't throw at the bowl game. Um, he said that he threw in warmups kind of as a decoy to kind yeah. of throw Texas A&M off and kind of say, Hey, I, I can throw the ball. He said, but he just had to kind of grin and bear to basically to get through it. He said it was it was not comfortable. He had he yeah. couldn't throw, um, so there was never any intention he was going to throw a pass in in the bowl game. Yeah. Um, and he says now he's throwing the ball. He feels good. Um, and is uh, I think he's ready to get back going in the spring. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You could really get that sense from him, um, knowing the competitive type of guy that mm-hmm. he is. You could feel it. He's just itching to get back on the field with the with the full offense and and running things and 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 doing all those uh all those things that they get to do so um uh he also confirmed we'd heard that it was that it was like the drew Brees surgery the but he exact confirmed surgery. That it was the identical surgery that that drew Brees had I, I i forgot i don't think i even told you this i, forgot, I asked him if he reached out to drew Brees mm-hmm. just to kind of get any ideas how to do it and he right. said no i i don't think he'd respond to me anyways I, he doesn't have the time for me or something like, kind of it was like yeah no why would i do that like right right yeah it's, it's like i mean he might have some answers for you right um, exactly drew Brees reached out to mike trout mike trout was busy eh, he had things going on yeah it was worth a shot it was um man when mike trout's too busy for drew Brees, what kind of world are we living in <laughs> right yeah um that might be a strategic thing for mike trout being this big of an eagles fan as he is maybe so that might be one of those things well he's... now now he actually did talk to drew and told him to oh i know told him to, to do the surgery still if, yeah. he, if he declined it he could have right? been you yeah. know it could have yeah, been a strategic yeah. thing um but that's that's something interesting that I'm I'm fascinated by this surgery in general just because I as soon as we started hearing these things I went and started you know watching YouTube videos about the surgery itself and <laughs> all the all of these different things but um, anyway that's for another time but uh, but it's it's something that Drew Brees was the first professional quarterback to ever have this surgery mm-hmm. done I don't know if there's been another college quarterback that's ever had it done um, it was a it was something that had become more popular. Uh, there have been some baseball and, and basketball players who had had it done, uh, but it had never been done on an NFL quarterback. And uh, Drew Brees came back and uh, and recovered incredibly well and is doing doing just fine. So, um, got to think that uh, the prognosis for uh, for you know nine months later for for Spencer Sanders or uh, or ten ten even before the season mm-hmm. gets here is uh, is pretty good. So. Um, you know, it's we'll see we'll see what we get to see in the spring and and how much they uh, they let him do. That'll be interesting. Tylen Wallace um, is apparently ahead of schedule in his recovery from his ACL, which isn't surprising. No, um, but he's also a guy that Gundy knows he doesn't have to worry about pushing him into yeah 
in, into uh, it, it's going to be more of him having to hold Thailand out, mm-hmm. uh, like, literally. Not I'm I'm not saying tell him not to do it. I'm just saying literally pulling him off the field <laughs> to yeah. to get this guy to not be out there. Pushing there might himself. be someone assigned just to handle Thailand and keep yeah. him off the field during spring yeah, ball. Like, exactly. No, just hold his jersey. Uh-huh. Take his helmet. Yes, something. Exactly. Hide the helmet. Yeah, <laughs> Tra- that's Trayson's job in in spring. Yeah, yeah. you uh, you <laughs> just follow your brother around. He tries to get on the field. You tackle him. Go go put that helmet at the abandoned Alley P. Reynolds Stadium. Yeah, and don't tell him where it is. Exactly. And just let him wander around looking for it the yes. whole time. He'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's uh, it's both encouraging for Oklahoma State fans, yet not surprising that Tylen is is ahead of schedule mm-hmm. in his recovery because you know number one. He knows all the details of what it takes to recover from a torn ACL because he watched his brother do it three mm-hmm. times. And he also is incredibly driven. Um, you know, it was interesting talking to him. You got the you got the impression that there was almost no serious consideration of ever leaving. I know that he waited until January and announced on New Year's Day, his mom's birthday, that uh, that he was uh, that he was staying, but you got the impression in talking to him that he never really considered, never even really looked all that hard at it. Mm-hmm. You know, he may, maybe looked at the at the the draft grades and the you know all the receivers that were coming out, and and it was a pretty quick realization that his best option was coming back to Oklahoma State. Yeah, um, and maybe he realized the timing of it too. Of his knee was just not good mm-hmm. for getting ready for the NFL. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, he's seen this recovery time. He knows what it's going to take, yeah. and probably realized mm, I'm not going to be quite ready to go and show pro scouts that I, that I'm healthy. Yeah. Um. You know, I, and he was a guy that you and I all along kind of said felt like he would come back, right? Because of that, mm-hmm. and so for it to be that easy of a decision um, makes a lot of sense. I I still wonder, and I didn't ask you about this. I'm sure someone else did, but. Did did his did Thailand coming back have an impact on Chuba? Yeah, it was interesting. He sort of he sort of acknowledged things like that, uh, things like Casey Dunn being moved offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Um, Everyone loves Casey Dunn. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And um, you know he he sort of acknowledged some of that stuff playing a, a little bit of a part. Um, I think those were sort of sort of pieces that that help the full picture come together mm-hmm. for him in terms of what this team can accomplish and you know I think he's he knows what he can do to improve his stock going forward make himself a uh, a more valuable uh, NFL uh, draft prospect um, you know obviously there's there's a lot of a uh, lot of running backs in this uh, in this class that are going to be highly valued in terms of how running backs are valued, um, you never know what next year could bring, but it, it looks like it's not as deep right now. Uh, so we'll see uh, what uh, you know what Chuba does to uh, to improve where he stands as an NFL prospect. Wouldn't go into details about really what his draft grades were or mm-hmm. or what he was hearing from uh, from NFL teams in terms of uh, kind of how he's viewed. Um, the thing that the thing that stands out to me the most about it is that this guy is still a little under six months away from turning twenty one years old. Yeah, and 
it's a it's a grown man's game and he's he's a, physically a grown man but but you know if he goes and adds 10 pounds and and maintains his speed that's that's that could be a mm-hmm. a huge difference at the at the next level for him so i uh, i think in a way to and this is just my speculation does he have to prove he can finish a season strong because he didn't finish as strong. As probably so. Probably so. And to. and and I think that with with what they've got next year in terms of uh, of the guys that they've got around him now, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to have to give him the ball thirty five times. Against no, Tulsa. And, and Gundy said that he he has no intention of Chuba carrying the ball thirty times a game again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I think that I think will really help him down mm-hmm. the stretch. Um, because I do think that that all of those types of games really did wear on him. Um, because there were there were a lot of games, um, you know, obviously obviously he had his moments where um, you know, he had, you know, two hundred yards on on twenty some carries because he broke some long ones, but there were a lot of games where he was grinding hard for the yardage. I still think of that Texas game. Right. 37 carries. Yeah. I mean, and it was like he was running into a brick wall on half of those. Yeah. And I remember talking to him the week after and he just kind of brushed it off. Like it wasn't a big deal, but I think you could kind of almost see his face. Like he was not feeling good that week after. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that changes the, uh, the whole dynamic there. Uh, one thing that, uh, that that did happen uh, just a little bit before we began recording, it became uh, it was reported that Elsie Greenwood has now entered the NCAA transfer portal. So Oklahoma State went from having one senior receiver to now having lost four receivers off of this team with Patrick McCoffman, Tyrell Alexander, and now Elsie Greenwood uh, also uh, all entering the transfer portal, um, and obviously Jordan McRae. Who uh, who had himself a, he had a ball uh, game a, a, a day, nice game he? the other day in the uh, in the in the uh, the showcase game so that was uh, that was impressive but now four receivers that are gone you know you look at at what they've got back with Tylen obviously Dylan Stoner Braden Johnson emerged Landon Wolf is uh, is 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 Mister Steady um, and then you you mix in the tight ends. Um, it's not necessarily reason for concern, but there's there's not a lot of experience behind those guys now. No, you got what C.J. Moore is right. back, yeah, who played a little bit last year, mm-hmm. um, and then after that, yeah, I mean, I'm I just mean, like drawing blank. On Green, Greenwood was a guy who yeah. had come in and and was playing a decent, and I shouldn't say a decent amount. He was playing sparsely. Uh, same with Alexander down uh-huh. the stretch after Tylen was hurt. Uh, those were guys who were rotating in on occasion. It'll be interesting to see what Langston Anderson can do with that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know whether he works himself into the rotation if he becomes a, a, a just a little used guy like like Greenwood and Alexander were. Um, you know how they how they do things with Braden Johnson. I think uh, you know changes the the whole dynamic there. So um, you know, and I don't think that I don't think that. You know, the recruiting for the future is necessarily a a, a a big desperation situation because they've got the three guys that they signed that are a variety, you know, a wide variety of types. 
Uh, so I think that they can fill a lot of roles with that. But at this point now, with the numbers that they've lost, it could be something where they uh, they go out and and, and go fishing on the uh, on the portal, mm-hmm. see if there's a uh, another Jordan McRae type who can come yeah. in and be a, a contributor, an experienced guy, come in and be a contributor for a year and help uh, at least add some experienced depth behind uh, behind what they've got. So it'll be interesting. I tell you what, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more uh, recruiting. Talk a little bit, a uh, little bit of basketball, and uh, and wrap it up here on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. One last segment here to wrap things up. We are uh, just a little over, uh, uh, a little under two weeks from from signing day, uh, the late signing period, as I as I prefer to call it now. Not National yeah. Signing Day anymore. No, it's the late signing uh, day. Late signing day. Um, that's uh, that's coming up. Signing day 2.0. Yeah, exactly. In uh, on February fifth, uh, as of this moment. Technically, Jabbar Muhammad will be uh, will be signing, uh, quote unquote, with Oklahoma State, and uh, and that's uh, that's really it at this point in terms of uh, of what Oklahoma State has for for the February signing period. They do have four scholarships available to offer, and well, not to offer. They've been offered to people. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of those people taking them. Um, I, th- I I see I see two pressing needs. One moderate need, and then uh, big question marks as far as what they might what they might do after that. Um, I think I think getting a running back in this class is is paramount. That's yes. that's, that's uh, option number one in terms of the most important things. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the mad maybe uh, maybe a, a a a transfer portal guy at cornerback mm-hmm. because that's a spot where they you know they graduated what, three of their top five. Uh, you know, you've got you got a couple of capable guys coming back. I still think Tanner McAllister could be in the mix. Um, could move yeah. back from safety and be in the mix as a uh, as a starter at uh, at, at the uh, the spot there opposite Rodarius. Um, but you you need some additional experience. They're really they got really thin there with uh, with the guys that hit the transfer portal, uh, plus the guys that graduated. Five guys in all, two two on the portal and three seniors. So um, they got really thin at corner. Uh, so adding some some guys there would be uh, would be valuable. And uh, we talked about maybe maybe now they look at a, at a receiver. Mm-hmm. I think that's maybe uh, it's not necessarily a pressing need, but maybe something that they look at. And when you when you start to think about that fourth spot, I don't I don't know that they have to be desperate at this. They point. don't. I mean, you can be really picky um yeah. and going, patient and patient yeah i mean i mean wh- I, I, where's the other weakness right. right now exactly um i you've got so many linebackers mm-hmm. i mean kevin henry in, in a transfer portal you got yeah. six year of eligibility and realize he's probably still not going to play much because of right. the depth they have there especially with calvin bundage coming back mm-hmm. um you got a defensive line that's stout you lost Mike Scott. Yeah, that's about it. And and you're bringing in 
uh, a transfer in mm-hmm. in Colin Clay who could very well be eligible immediately, a junior college guy with some experience, and a, and a, and a freshman dad to the mix, mm-hmm. and, and everybody else is back. So offensive line has got more depth than it usually has. Yeah, even with the loss of Johnny Wilson and and um, Marcus Keys. Marcus Keys, yeah. and um, yeah, it leaves receiver, running back, um, defensive back. Yeah, there's not. I mean, safety is a good. Death spot right now too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they got more than they can play right now at safety. Yeah, um, I mean Jason Taylor proved he could play. Yeah, but how much is he going to get to play? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he proved he can play in the bowl game though. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, man. Yeah, they can really. I I think maybe they. Uh, I mean, running back is far beyond the uh, the big focus because you need a, you need a young guy there. You you don't have to have a a, a JUCO or a grad transfer. No. Uh, you need a young guy that you can come in and uh, and let him have a year sitting behind uh, behind all the guys that they've got and uh, and be ready to uh, to to sort of take the load because after next year you're looking at uh, at most likely Chuba's gone unless something yeah. catastrophic happens. LD Brown is gone. Des Jackson will be a senior mm-hmm. uh, in 2021, and uh, and you know then you're uh, you know. It's DeAndre Glass and 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 whoever else you yeah. sign in this class. So plus a bunch of walk-ons who are maybe Zach Middleton talented. gets in the mix. I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. Kelly. I, I still uh, for, I still forget yeah. that he's a running back. Um, but yeah, Middleton in there as well. So um, gives you some some good variety in the types of guys you've got. Mm-hmm. But you need to add another guy, whether it's Kevontre Bradford um, or uh, or um, Ren, whose name first name I'm forgetting because everybody just calls him Ren. Uh, obviously they're in the top five for him and he's announcing uh this weekend Sunday, yeah. yeah sunday so um so uh so those are those are two to watch and honestly with the numbers like we've been talking about it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could take two yeah if if you can go if get, you get both those, those guys, guys yeah I mean, I mean take them yeah <laughs> now that's a good course, problem to have yeah of course one of them you know picks osu the other one probably doesn't right but Still, it's not uh, not incredibly unlikely that they could uh, that they could go that route. So, um, and the other thing is, you've got uh, you've still got movement. I think there's going to be some more um, spring movement on the transfer portal mm-hmm. after guys get into spring ball, and maybe they see that they maybe haven't moved up the depth chart or they've been passed on the depth chart. Um, you know, and aren't seeing what they what they like. They go ahead and, and move along after spring ball. So then they're uh, then you know if you've got a couple of spots open at that point, maybe that's beneficial to be able to uh, to go uh, see what else is out there on the on the transfer portal and uh, and bring a guy in. And suddenly you have a need that you didn't realize you had. Mm-hmm. That could uh, that could change things. So so hanging on to a couple of those spots, uh, you know, isn't uh, isn't a terrible idea. You never know who's going to hit the transfer portal from other places that uh, that could be. Um, you know, of interest to you as a as a grad transfer. So there's uh, there's a lot of different ways that that this could go. I just I don't expect it to be a uh, a, a very um, high traffic type of uh, of signing day. I you know I think they'll get a couple of guys and and that'll probably be it. So 
Um, let's uh, let's briefly wrap this up with some uh, some basketball talk. Oof. Um, you want to talk about the women's team instead? They had a big win last night. They did. They pulled one off. Uh, <laughs> that w- uh, I, I do want to talk about that just really quickly to give them some credit because they did not have Natasha Mack. They're on the road against a ranked team that's been pretty good this season, and they go and win that game. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was a, that was a big time victory. Um, you know, after after the Bedlam loss, uh, Jim Littell said we're going to have to steal one somewhere. We're going to have to go win a game mm-hmm. that we're not supposed to win. They probably need two it. now because of that Iowa State loss. But yeah, um, but but that's definitely one in the in the bag mm-hmm. that they were not supposed to go win. So um, that said. Um, it's been a minute since the uh, the men's teams won a game. I here's an interesting thing, and I don't know that anyone really cares about me in this situation. I was telling my wife the other night. I said I haven't covered an OSU basketball victory in person since November. Wow! Because I didn't cover the Southeast Louisiana game right right before right. the mm-hmm. New Year's. Yeah. Wow! And then their other win since November was on the road at Houston. Mm-hmm. Right. So I haven't seen a I haven't covered a victory in person since yeah. before the NIT. Yeah. The 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 quick demise of this team has been the most interesting thing though mm-hmm. because it it wasn't a typical non-conference where they're going out and beating up on on a bunch of southeast louisiana's. Right. Yeah. They were beating legit teams, Power Five conference teams, respectable programs, mm-hmm. and and then it just the 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 floor fell out, and it was yeah. it was just so strange to watch the the quick turn because there's been there's been a lot of teams that go breeze through a non conference against mm-hmm. like I said a bunch of Southeast Louisiana's no disrespect to Southeast Louisiana. Yeah. Um, and 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 get people kind of excited, but then you but you still have that that sort of that sort of reality part of yeah, your brain. Yeah, they're not playing like, anybody any good. Like, well, they, they haven't really beaten anybody yet, but, yeah. so we'll see. But but these they they had some good wins on this schedule yeah. before uh, before this uh, this fall. And I know I know this is an unanswerable question, but what the hell happened? I. I think the easy answer is Isaac likely got sick. Right. Um, I I still look back and think to myself, what happens to this team if he doesn't get sick and plays? Right. Like, right. Do they lose to Georgetown? I don't right. think they lose to Georgetown. Yeah. They might lose to Wichita State. You know, they played so poorly. I don't know that likely fixes that. Yeah. Um. I don't think they lose to Minnesota. Right. I don't know if they played so poorly against Minnesota again. Um, but I don't know if he makes up the difference either. They do play that poorly. I mean, yeah. you know, um, and then, but they still have rhythm going into big 12. Play. Right. They yeah. have a healthy Isaac likely your name may not get off his, uh, his rhythm either. He may not get out of rhythm because right. he kind of feeds a lot off likely. Yeah. And I think he got lost in this and he's still kind of trying to figure out, you know, find himself again. Um, I'm nervous that that turnover at the end of the Baylor game that, was the difference but it wasn't the difference kind of mm-hmm. that scenario like right they you know other things led to them losing the game but his turnover is what stands out because they had a chance to go tie the game with 18 right. seconds left and he threw the ball away i still worry that that's going to be something that's going to impact him moving forward yeah and because this has been that kind of season for your and 
the shooting woes, I've never seen anything like it. Right. Like, I've never seen a, a team collectively shoot so poorly at once. Right. Um, and they're coming out of that. They're starting to shoot better again. But then the defense had the leak the other night at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. Um, but I still go back to Isaac likely getting sick just changed the whole direction of this season. Yeah. It, uh, you you used the word flow earlier, and that's that's what it uh, the uh, maybe you used the word rhythm. I can't remember. Either but way, rhythm and flow. Yeah. That that uh, it was like they uh, they uh, you know it knocked them all. They were all in sync, and and then uh, and then all of a sudden they were Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that that wow. phrase came into my head. I don't. I have no idea what it means. Uh, but <laughs> that that phrase just popped into my head at that at that exact moment. It's so kinda, I had to share it with the world. My opinion is kind of accurate, but okay, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, but they were they were they were they were in sync, and then and then it, then Isaac got sick, and. And they couldn't find the rhythm again, and they and they still they still really haven't. Like you said, now they finally got the offense uh, going back on the right track, and now that and now they you know Iowa State they couldn't stop anybody. So, um, it's uh it's very very interesting. I, I thought season. I thought they had started to turn the corner against Baylor. Yeah, like the way they played against Baylor mm-hmm. looked like the November version, right, of the Cowboys. Isaac likely looked like himself finally. Um, your nay played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, they hit big threes. They hit big shots. Defense actually played really well. Um, just Baylor was better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, Baylor was the number one team in the country for a reason. Right. Um, but then it just didn't carry over at Iowa state. Yeah. Um, entirely the offense continued to play well, I thought, but right. The defense all of a sudden was the issue. And, it creeped up in the second half against Baylor. They started fouling too much. Um, they started losing sight of some three-point shooters, and it just seemed like it got worse mm-hmm. at Iowa State. And then yeah. all of a sudden they couldn't stop a backup forward who <laughs> you know, barely scores and right. does like that, and he goes and scores 27 points and dominates. Yeah. Um, that had to be really frustrating too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, looking ahead – it's obviously you got you got the the Texas A and M game. Uh, you get a step out of conference. Maybe that kind of kind of refresh the brain before you get back into uh, even even if it's a, even if it's a loss. Mm-hmm. At least it's uh, it's not another Big Twelve loss. And yeah, you maybe feel a little bit little even if you can show some progress, feel a little bit better about yourself going into uh, what's that? What's after that? I'm drawing a Kansas. Can't, uh, yeah, well. Yeah, you know who knows what yeah the Kansas roster looks like. With at that Kansas time, got so. two guys suspended. I assume that's it. Maybe there's more coming. I'm not entirely right. sure on the whole yeah. situation. Um, one is a starter. Mm-hmm. Um, that could help OSU. Um, but I think they need to win Saturday to have any kind of confidence going into Kansas. Yeah, they're they're hosting Kansas going again to the game against Kansas. Right, right. Yeah, um, exactly. It's big Monday. It's big stage. They they played, I think they played admirably against West Virginia the last big Monday game they had. The score doesn't show it, yeah. But they were a lot closer in that game, and it just at the end, you know how sometimes the scores kind of inflate at the end of a game, right? Yeah, because exactly. um, they they played really well defensively that night. They just shot so poorly that if they mm-hmm. made any kind of, they made close to forty percent of shot other shots, they probably would have won that game, right? But right, um, 
you know, so we'll see. They they seem they seem to respond against the big opponents. Mm-hmm. Other than Texas Tech, they kind of you know they they fell apart in the second half, but they seem to respond against big opponents generally. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be the uh, that's gonna be the the uh, the phrase of the uh, of the season for a while with this team. So we'll see. We'll see who shows up. We'll see how they do. So. All right, with that, let's uh, let's go ahead and shut it down here on the Cowboy Chronicles podcast, which, as always, is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. <laughs>